Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify nation, and if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at firewalls in network design. We'll be discussing common security architectures, layered defense, network security design concepts, and identify packet flow. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. Firewall design is primarily about device interfaces permitting or denying traffic based on the source, destination, and type of traffic. Now, there are three common firewall designs, public and private, demilitarized zone, also known as DMZ, and zone-based policy. In a public and private security architecture with firewalls, the public network or the outside network this is untrusted. So this network right here, the public network, we don't trust it. We don't trust anything coming from there. And what happens is any data coming from the outside into our network, we're, we're specifically, we're gonna do, we're gonna deny that. We are going to block that. Where traffic coming, going from the inside or trusted or private network, your, your company's network, you're gonna allow that to go out. Now, this is, by default, how these rule, how these firewalls are set up. Then we can start controlling it a little bit more. Say we want to let certain traffic in. We'll, we'll, we'll take and we'll poke a fire, hole in our firewall to allow that one service to come in there. Maybe we want to block HTTP, or sorry, SNMTP requests going out. But maybe we want them to use our internal web server. So we're going to block this SNMT going out. So it won't make it out. So it's going to go hit that firewall and it's going to get deleted. So you have to use our internal servers. In a security architecture with a demilitarized zone, and this demilitarized zone is typically referred to as a DMZ, just a short shortcut of saying it. In this demilitarized zone, this is a firewall design here where there are typically one inside interface. So we have one inside, so that's inside. We have one outside address, and then we have one going to our DMZ here, demilitarized zone. Now the inside interface, that connects into our private network. Your, the inside of your company, this is your company's network. The outside is the internet here again. This is the wild, wild west. Everything happens out there on the internet. We don't necessarily want that to come in. Then we have our DMZ zone. And this is where we'd put some servers where we want the outside to have some access to our servers, but not necessarily our entire company. Up here, this would be like a web server. E-commerce would be another great example. You're running your own e-commerce server and you want people from the outside to get into that, but you don't want to give them full access by connecting all the way to the inside of your network. And what we do here is we kind of create three zones here, the public, the private, and then the DMZ zone. And we build relationships between them. So right here, this relationship, what we allow here is we selectively permit traffic to go between here. We're gonna selectively allow HTTP 
and HTTPS to go through this connection. So it goes from the internet in the out phase, out interface through the DMZ connection up to the web server. They can make their purchases and do their transactions on the web server here, but we're gonna deny everything else. We're gonna deny everything else through there. And that's what we allow across these. And you can apply that probably to both the inbound and out of bound processes at this point in time. We build a relationship between the inbound and private, the inside of your company. Sorry, the, not the inbound, the DMZ and the inside of your company. And what we, we do here is a lot of times we block all communications from the DMZ inside. It, it could be selectively blocked. Uh, you, could, you could choose to block out a lot of stuff. But for the most part, the DMZ traffic that starts in here doesn't have to, that originates here in the DMZ, doesn't have to make it all the way to the private inside. So we typically, we block all that traffic. Then traffic that goes from the private to the DMZ, we, a lot of times we'll inspect that traffic, but we'll permit it with little or no restrictions at that point. We'll just take a look at it, make sure it's valid traffic and it's traffic we expect, but we typically don't restrict it a whole lot when it goes from the private to the DMZ. And then of course we have to build a relationship here between the public and private networks. So the in and the out interfaces down here on our device. Traffic going from the outside, the public network, typically we block almost all of that. There might be a couple of exceptions where you have to let something come through, but for the most part, you wanna block everything, especially if you have a DMZ that comes from the public to the inside of your network. Now, if you have to allow that to come through, what I would do is I would move that service, whatever you have on the inside of your company, I would move that up to the DMZ. That way you're just, you're gonna allow selective traffic to come through there and they don't have to get access directly to your network. And then also we have to set the relationship going the opposite way. So from the private network to the public network, we once again, will probably inspect that traffic going through there, but we probably do very little to restrict that traffic using our DMZ firewall. If you like this episode on firewalls in network design and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell to be alerted every time I release a new episode. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Zone-based policy firewalls. Typically, they're abbreviated here as a ZPF, zone-based policy firewalls. These use a concept of zones to provide additional flexibility. A zone here is one or more interfaces. If you think about the DMZ-based firewall, that was on interfaces. You had an in-outer in interface, an out interface, a public-private interface with a DMZ interface. Here, we, we create a zone and it has at one or more interfaces in there and it's typically serving similar functions. Right here in this example, we have private LAN one, private LAN two. 
Now, what this could be is maybe different buildings. You have building one, building two, or different floors in your organization, floor one, floor two. But they are part of your company. They are basically the same, except they're, they're split for whatever reason you have set up. They connect into two different interfaces, so they connect into this interface, this interface, but in zone-based policy firewalls, you can connect these into one zone. So these are members of the same zone. Zones help you specify where the iOS firewall rule or policy should be applied. So you apply it to the zone and not to the interface. Layer defense uses different types of firewalls that are combined in layers to add depth to security to your organization. We take different concepts, we take different firewalls, we combine them together to give you an even stronger defense. Policies can be enforced between the layers and inside of the layers. So between the layers and inside the layers, you can have different policies. Here we have an example of four layers. At our core, right here, number one, what this is, is this is our network core security. So this is network core security. This protects against malicious software and traffic anomalies. It also enforces network policies and ensures survivability that your network does stay up. At layer two, this is where we typically look at perimeter security. So we have perimeter security here. This secures the boundaries between the different zones you have. The third layer here is communication security. This provides information assurance, making sure that the information it does and can get passed between the layers. So that was three. And then four here, this is endpoint security. This provides identity and device security with policy compliance. Here's a partial list of best practices that can serve as a great starting point for your firewall security policy. First thing here is you position your firewalls at security boundaries. That's the connection between your company and the internet, your company and maybe your ISP. Uh, firewalls are a very critical part here of network security, but very unwise here to rely exclusively on a firewall for security. You need more layers of security. Next thing here is deny all traffic by default. Start off by blocking everything and then only allowing what is needed to perform your business operations. Next one, third one here is permit only services that are needed on your network. So you deny everything and then you permit only what is needed. Ensure here that physical access, the firewall is controlled. I mean, all of your IT infrastructure, physical access should be controlled to it. But the firewall here, that's one of the main critical parts of defense on your network. So you want to make sure that it's locked in your data center. Next one you need to really do is regularly monitor your firewall logs. You need to go and you can look at it. Now I understand looking at a log file is not a lot of fun. And thankfully there's, our, there's some tools to go out there 
digest those log files and then they can give you alerts, they can give you summaries of what's happening on your network. We also need to practice change management here for firewall configuration changes. You just can't go in there and make a bunch of changes. The changes you make should be documented on why you're doing it. It should get approval from a couple other people to make sure that it's not going to break anything. And if you're lucky enough, have a test environment to test those changes before you actually implement them. And then finally here, remember that firewalls primarily protect from technical attacks. So they using technology, using the internet, using computers, attacking your network from the outside. So that's what firewalls do is primarily protect from technical attacks originating from the outside. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on firewalls in network design. If you like this episode and you get value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.